Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, Steph Merch. Top two in hour two. <laughs> Top two in hour two is where we tell you two things that we're obsessed with this week. Yes. Products, ideas, tips, or tricks. Stephanie, what do you have? What I have for you is um, a, bar- a barbecue truck that is out in St. Bonnie. So last week after I left the show, we had Anthony Polsky from Market Barbecue on. Uh-huh. And I was thinking, I really want some barbecue after I talked to him. But then I was headed out west to meet up with Heather Manley. And she said, hey, there's a barbecue truck pulled up outside of this restaurant and they're doing Saturdays. Buddy boy, Fine Barbecue is a guy who wants to open a restaurant in the spot. This is on like 7. I think it's on Highway 7 in St. Bonnie, just outside of it. And he's right now just holding up. He has got a truck just parked in his parking lot. In fact, I think they opened two minutes ago, 10 a.m. And they're just selling. They're just selling barbecue for Saturday for the like the next 20 Saturdays. Love it. So from 10 a.m. until X amount until they sell out. uh, And I got there right after the show. So like 1130 or 12 and got right in line because there was a line. And then I ordered a bunch of ribs. I got some uh, some other stuff and they had. They had sold out a brisket that day just due to a fact of they had some uh, shortages, but it's uh, there. I'm excited to go back and try the brisket. All right. So Love good, it. home-cooked, smoky, great barbecue. St. Bonnie. Okay. What's your next one? This is something I will post on our Weekly Dish Facebook page. It is the eight-page cocktail cabin book from Tattersall Distilling. Love that thing. I love <laughs> this version is more fun than last year's version. It is an updated version for 2018. It is cabin cocktails and they have a great recipe for a bootlegger which to me is like the minnesota summer cocktail it is just pellegrino it is a bottle of tattersall lime crema and it is a can of limeade or lemonade and then mint yeah and here's a tip i learned you guys you spank your mint sprig or you um smack it yeah and that somehow releases the mint oils into your drink if you're not like muddling and you just are going to put the garnish in. Did you know about smacking and spanking? Yeah. Have you not sat at the no, bar? I've never seen anybody do that. Really? No. Like all the time the bartenders, they put, they're talking to you or whatever. They put them and they just go like this. And that's literally what it is. It's just this. It's just like they put it in the palm of your hand, you smack it, and then you put it into the drink. I don't, maybe they've done it and I just and didn't, just know, didn't what know what they, they were, were doing. doing yeah. But I am like so excited to spank, spank your mint. my mint. <laughs> <laughs> so that is that. So there's that. That uh, is the truth. How about your second one? Okay, my second one is fried green tomatoes. Be- Any ones in particular <laughs> or just mine. making them? <laughs> yeah. Just a reminder that there's obviously green tomato season. Some of the early girls are starting to pop. Um, and so there's a bunch of green ones. I bought some green tomatoes at Fresh Time Market, which I was psyched because I have not seen green tomatoes anywhere else. And I mean, I, I at, like Fresh Time Market. Yeah, they're great. I actually do. I, you know, I. I shop. I shop around. I do too. I shop around and I shop to as many places as I can all the time. So that was on my rotation and I was psyched to see those. And um, I'm just saying that I had never made them for Jake. I realized it. I was like, I've never fried up some green tomatoes for the kids. So I did. On Monday, I made the best BLT situation that I've had in a long time with a gorgeous 
Johnson Family Farm egg on top. And that's my friends, the Johnsons. Um, and they, and it was literally, so I cut them into slices and I just did an easy, easy fry with oil in the, in the cast iron. And I just did flour and cornmeal. That's all with a little bit. I threw some chili lime seasoning in there and some salt and pepper, but I just did a, just a quick, easy dredge. It wasn't a batter. You it's, didn't do like an egg wash. I didn't and... do an egg wash because they're moist enough to pick up yeah. the, the, the amount that I want. Cause I don't for a sandwich situation. I just want that tomato to be softened a little bit, you know, because it is when it is a green tomato and it's pretty firm. Yeah. So I want it to be softened a little bit. And then I just want a little bit of crunch and crispness to it. And that, cornmeal situation sit, sticks pretty well to it if you've got enough flour in there as well and don't so, even get me started on the ranch you could have well those in. i know i know and that's what if i was just eating those as snack time they, they were destined for a sandwich but if I, they weren't i would have totally done the rooster mayo with worcestershire so sriracha just a couple hits of worcestershire sauce and mayonnaise and then a little Yum. dijon and that's my dip sauce Love it. Yes. So that's it. So fried, fry your green tomatoes. Okay. Do it. We are going to take this top two in hour two into a taste test situation because my top two second item is popped corn MN. I found this new store out near you and I bought a bunch of corn and out ate it me. in my car until my stomach hurt. So the first one I'm going to give you, Stephanie March, I want you to see, I want you to taste it and I want to see if you can guess. It's dill pickle. Okay, good, good, good. She yeah. got the dill pickle. All right, next one. I'm going to eat all the dill pickle first off. Okay, you can have all these when we're done. Oh, don't look at the, because I wrote the name on the cup oh. so I don't get screwed up. Oh, I'm, okay, so which we kind. We're multitasking right I now. I know, which kind is this? It's like a mm. cheesy nacho cheese. Close. Um, Hot wing, Southwest hot wing. Does it know. taste hot like buffalo sauce? No. Okay. But I get a little bit more of that with the third bite. Okay, okay. Uh, next one. Thank God this I wear one my is going to be interesting. Um, mm. Like it? I don't know. It's chivey. Mm-hmm. What is does it, it like taste a, like? Is it like cheddar and chive? Sour cream and onion, cheddar, potato chip thing? Loaded. Baked potato. Okay. I love chive. that one. Okay, and this is the last one, and this is pretty subtle. Okay. Well, after you gave me loaded baked potato, you want me to go to subtle? <laughs> I know. I don't have a palate cleanser for mm-hmm. you. This is the one I ate until I was sick in my car. Is this like sea salt and black pepper? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's what I get. I loved it. It was like subtle. I liked the peppery. Yeah. I think I love the dill pickle the most. Okay. Here you go. Ready? the dill pickle. It is popped corn. That is our taste test. Where's this shop? uh, In Wise, Not in Wyzetta. Oh, it's on Sanibel Drive by Minnetonka. Okay. So it's by the, uh, is it next to the bakery? Yes. The Heritage Breads Bakery. Yes. Where you should get, if you have gluten issues, you should go get those breads. And Olive Tap is also next door, and they have blood orange flavored olive oil oh, and yeah. balsamic vinaigrettes. Oh, this is a great little shop. All right. So, yeah, that is my second top two in our two. Okay. So, all right. <laughs> we rocked through that one. <laughs> we did. We went very, very fast. Um, I do love popped corn i just i love this is popped corn mn but in general i just love popcorn so here's i have a question because i just was reading last night do you you make popcorn yourself at home all the time right do you do it in the pot uh, with oil at the cabin i do because i have one of those old-fashioned stirring things that looks like a the whirly pop yeah an airplane propeller on the end is that only i mean and then when you're at the cabin do i do it what do you do at home i make um, I have an air popper, which mm-hmm. I used to use all the time. Yeah. And in fact, I haven't used it in so long. I don't even know where it is. My new obsession is smooth. 
the microwave popcorn that is all natural. So it's just sunflower oil, the kernels, and salt. And it pops up white and fluffy. It has none of that weird orange, oily hand feel. It doesn't stink. Yep. It is crazy good. And then I melt a teaspoon of Velvet Bee's honey butter and pour it over. Right. Okay. But the prepper, the, the prep of the popcorn when you're making it by yourself is interesting to me because I was just last night thumbing through stuff in the New York Times. There was an article from Melissa Clark wrote an article about Jessica Koslow. She runs Squirrel, SQ. It's like SQRL in LA. Everybody okay. loves this place because it's so simple. Um, and she has given, she says she's calling, uh, giving popcorn a thoughtful makeover. She says that this one little trick will make them uh, just more like richly flavored and, you know, glistening and just beautiful, crackly, everything. Okay. What is it? It's like cooking it in three times the oil that you normally do. So the funny thing to me is it's this discovery of this chef. And it's sort of funny to me because this is what I basically fry my popcorn. Like, that's what I do. We I always use a pot. I use like a stove pot. Yeah. And I put in like almost twice the oil that you would ever think to put in. So what is that? Like a quarter cup? Like a like a half cup. Oh, or no, like a well, it depends on the size of the pot. Honestly, it, I don't actually measure it. Yeah. So just I don't just but a lot of people put it in. They just coat the bottom. And that's really all you need. And yeah. actually, you don't even need oil because you can you can actually cook your popcorn in your pot without ever with just air with yep. air over your stove. And you can s- stick it in a bag in your microwave, yep. you know, um, but I put in so much. Uh, I put in enough oil to make it like a, about a half an inch thick on the bottom. So the oil is covering your seeds a lot all the way. Yeah. Okay. And then I, and then you just, you just pop that baby. And it is like, you, and I mean, my kids, if they would call in and tell you they are, because this would be the time that I would want them to call in and say that that popcorn is totally different than any other popcorn. And it's funny because better? that's, it's way better. Huh. It's way better. It is, it is unctuous. It is almost like, like the mouthfeel. Yeah. It is like, it has a silkiness to it. I wonder if you did that with the smooth sunflower oil versus like a vegetable oil. I mean, if I don't you know. Would yeah. Get that, there's just this I bet taste you would. to it that's so good. I bet you absolutely would. Huh. It's a lot. But I mean, the thing is, it doesn't, it's not comfortable to people to put that much oil in. But then do you add butter? I do, of course. <laughs> Hello? You've only been on the air with me for 11 well, years. I thought maybe when you did the extra oily that then you wouldn't need butter. So here's the, this is the thing. There's In this article, she did say that uh, she prefers grapeseed oil because of high smoke point and the clean flavor. But sunflower, safflower, vegetable canola also work as does ghee. And that is the thing that I have been cooking in mostly is I mix oil with ghee so that I get a butter oil thing happening. I will say cooking coke or cooking popcorn in ghee yeah. is pretty incredible because it gives it like a nutty coconut sort of essence, but it's mostly in the smell, not in the taste. Yep. Yep. And it's pretty delish. I know. It's All right. decent. All right, kiddos. We're going to go ahead and take a break. We'll and when right we back. come back. We'll have more fun with Mike Brown from Travail. <laughs> okay, everybody, welcome to the weekly. Welcome to the weekly dish. We have we have the Travailians in studio, which always means kind of a really good time. We've got Mike Brown, we've got Kale Tone, we've got Megan's here too. Megan Leafblood, because she's part of the she's part of the whole thing. She oh, is. Yeah. She really is. Uh, let's talk about. We got some big news this week. <laughs> there was some stuff that dropped that was uh, real fun. There's a uh, you guys got a lot of stuff going on. You just oh, got yeah. bored or what? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We were so bored and we just needed to do something. Um, but basically what happened was is uh, we decided that we wanted to um, 
use this building across the street from Travail to uh, try to uh, put Pig and My Pizza in there. And what ended up happening is we found out that this building was uh, not able to be retrofitted, so we got to this point where we needed to knock it down. <laughs> and uh, once we got to that point, we're like, we need to do Travail 3.0. Yeah. So that's pretty much what happened. And now Pig's going to go into where Travail is. And while that's all happening, and it's going to be like a next spring type of thing, we're actually going to be doing this build-out with KL with Minnesota Barbecue, which is going to be another um, another uh, entity underneath the Travail Collective. That's so, going to happen first, right? So, Travail, so let's yeah, talk about uh, let's talk about KL and Barbecue and what's happening over in Northeast. Yeah, so we got Kale here. Yeah, hi, hey, Kale. Kale. Hey, uh, I just want to. I know you guys can't see him, but he looks like he just fell out of a bird's nest. <laughs> He's like brand new right now. I was like, dude, get up! You need to get to the radio station. Right, this is morning, morning <laughs> drive. This is what it takes yeah, to be successful, right? I thought I was going to be okay looking like this, but I guess you guys got to call me out. Yeah. You know, here's the deal. So, I mean, okay, so this barbecue joint, I mean, you've been a Trevelyan since the beginning. You guys have all been together, but this is sort of your special, your specialty or your passion. Mm-hmm. So, why, why barbecue? Uh, well, I don't know. I, it kind of represents <laughs> an idea for me to hone something in. I've been doing restaurants like Travail since, since the beginning of my career. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you look at it and you've got this big, uh, big wide open space in front of you that you can do whatever. But this is kind of more towards my personality where I can kind of hone in on one thing and work on one thing. And I can, I can kind of actually like talk to that too is Kale in the, you know, Kale built Travail with us. He was part of the, the beginning of Travail. He was one of the originals. And uh, we worked together in the past too, like 11 years ago in Arizona and uh, in like a fine dining setting. But um, ever since I've known Kale, he's always been like a technician, right? Like he's, I mean, even to his hobbies, he likes to build cars and like his smokers have like car parts on them. Like <laughs> seriously, like he has a, a technical brain, right? And there's nothing more technician like than barbecue. True. And right? really he's uh, in the last, what, year and a half, almost two years now that we've been like experimenting and smoking meats and trying to get this building rezoned so that we can <laughs> So build. you can do it. It's been such a long process. Like, by the way, everybody like knew about like this barbecue yeah, thing no, that we um, knew. Yeah. And it was because the business journal like found some like zoning thing that we did that we had to like, you know, like it was public knowledge. And I know. All of a sudden everyone's like, so when's this barbecue thing happen? I'm like, it may never happen. It may happen. never happen. <laughs> this is an idea, people. It was literally like two years ago. Like, yeah. to, like, like to this day. So... Um, but now it's finally coming to fruition and we got it rezoned and like the neighborhood's really excited about it. It's in the Holland area. It's over by, um, kind of by like fair state. Yeah. Um, brewery. Oh yeah. It's just down the block from them. Right. Yep. On off of central. Mm-hmm. Right. And so then it's going to be takeout. Is that what we're talking? Takeout only. Yeah. Um, we're also going to try to feed the, feed the area, um, feed the breweries mostly. Oh yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. So, Are you doing delivery? Will there I be? Think so, yeah. 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 Okay. Cause I mean, I'm thinking if I'm sitting at fair state, even on their cute little patio in the back, and you know, someone can bring me some ribs. That'd yeah. be all right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That would uh, be good. Know. So I think the takeout actually, like the the storefront's going to be, you know, maybe a third of it, maybe a third of it to the breweries, mm-hmm. and then catering. Lots of catering. Yeah, catering city. is huge right now. I know, especially with barbecue. You know, and we've made some custom smokers yep. that are. <laughs> Pretty cool. I can only imagine <laughs> what a Trevelyan custom smoker looks like. Yeah, Does we, it have like a face or is it? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, it, it, looks looks like like a, a, it looks like a freight train. It looks it's, like uh, a freight train and it's got like car parts that are like as handles on it. it like pistons. <laughs> Literally the handles are pistons from yeah. a car. And uh, we worked with uh, uh, one of our awesome collaborators, uh, Sam Steele, on it. And uh, it was like this. I don't even know what it, it's like. Well, it's. 
Two thousand pounds, right? Yeah. Oh, what? It's a two thousand pounder. I don't know if you uh, weigh these things. I, yeah, I've lifted one before. So. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> I mean. So does that make it? So, like, what is the best way to? What's the most important part about a smoker? Um. Well, kale. there's there, uh, <laughs> so there's many different ways to go about it, but airflow, airflow. We we work on. Uh, well, this one specifically is an offset. So you've got your firebox on the side. We use all oak, and then. The size of the firebox, the size of the inlet from the firebox to the smoking chamber, the size of the chimney, how tall the chimney is, where the chimney's located. That's cool. So uh, the smoking chamber on this one is 12 foot by three foot. Yeah. Um, wow. We use it for large parties. Yeah. It's not even worth firing it up unless there's like 400 people eating. <laughs> wow. We have smaller smokers too. Okay, I'm hoping because I was going to say no, we that's going to be We have rough. a smaller like rotisserie smoker that's really, really cool that we kind of like, it, it was a... Uh, you know, you, you make these smokers, you either build them like straight up and like bend a bunch of metal yeah. or you find like, you know, oil drums or like different like receptacles. Like the one that we are using that's a rotisserie was like an old, like it was like a water drum, like a water retention, whatever Yeah. drum. And then you cut it in half. So you find then, like weird things and engineer it. Yeah, that's, I mean, cool. that's the smoker world, right? And uh, then you, you know, then it's just like a small motor things that like moves things around inside of it. Yeah, to, like, keep the, keep that is around. actually now that I think about it, the perfect fit for you guys. Because <laughs> these guys are guys who are like, hey, we need to build a building. Let's just do it ourselves. <laughs> Let's build a building. And then like getting into the techniques and the mechanics of it is all the same as what you do with food and cooking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, have I heard that you guys are also doing like more catering of the travail style yeah, so circus because that's right on trend. I just read that yeah. the production and the performance of food is what weddings and brides want. Yeah, so we've we've tried to step into the catering world. It's still in like the the beginning stages of it. It's actually, I mean, it's it's a really actual difficult thing to systemize, <laughs> and it's seriously, it's it's been like a, a three month process, and we've kind of. I mean, I mean, we it's available. We've kind of put it on the back burner with what's going on right now. Yeah. But eventually, like once, especially once these new buildings start happening. Um, or the new the new projects are coming to fruition. That's definitely going to be something that's on the forefront of what we're doing. Cool. So one of the other things you guys decided to do was to buy some brewery equipment <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. you got a couple of guys who are home brewers, and you were like, you know what? Why don't you guys homebrew in home in this home? Yeah. Well, that's that was kind of the the idea was to try to expand Pig. Yeah. Um, because we found some. I mean, when we look at Pig, you know, when it started, it was just like, oh, it's a cool pizza spot. But then it like you know becomes people's you know go to especially in the neighborhood area and it's like what are the problems with pig and you don't really know the problems when you're going into it and it's like well it's not big enough first right. of all right so we're almost tripling in size about two and a half times bigger mm-hmm. um, we're not doubling the seats where it's only going to be like a ninety six seater but there's just going to be space right, right? and um, another thing that we saw that was wrong with, like we felt like it was needed help was the fact that um, you know the kitchen didn't have enough space for us to really ex- expand on the food and like really have as much of the small plates that we want and the charcuterie um, elements that we want. And um, basically uh, the, the kitchen is going to be more than twice the size. Right? Wow. And then there's a brewery element. And the fact that we're doing this brewery element is because we have, I mean, this could be like a whole, I could bring those guys in here. We'll do like a whole other segment. Yeah. yeah. When you get, when you but, get close. Yeah. But yeah. But those, there's two chef cuisines that have been with us for five and six years and they've been brewing the entire time. They've been brewing together. I did like this live video on like their setup in a basement. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, it's like watching, I don't even know what it's like. It's like watching a barista, right? But it's like beer. You're like, yeah. what are all what these things? What are you things? doing? So many choices. I'm like, how many did you design? Like, I don't know, like 200, maybe 300. I'm like, okay. Uh, all right. Like, so yeah, it's, it's something that they've, they've uh, really been into. And um, it's, it's why we're expanding that part of our business. It makes total sense, though, yeah. because you guys have always impressed me with your absolute, you're fun and all of that, but you're so 
literally into what you do. You are like scientists when it comes to the food and the flavor profiles and how you put it together. And that's such of the magic of what you have. And I'll say this. We, we do a lot of what we do to support the people that have been with us for a long time. So like I, you know, I know how to make barbecue, but I'm not as into barbecue as Kale is. Kale's doing this barbecue thing because it's his jam. I don't even know. I mean, I know how I know the process of brewing beer. I know what good beer tastes like. And I know these guys make really great beer, but these guys are beer beard guys yeah like they are like, they're beard they're nerds not, yeah they're geeks. nerds like they, like even in like the thing they're like hey just don't say this or that like when you're doing a live thing because we don't want to like step because like because they're so into the beer world right they're like, right they're respect like, that yeah, they, it, and i'm like all right cool like i, I get it like I, but i don't get it i'm gonna try real hard not to like mess it up yeah. for you it's like uh, i don't i actually really don't understand don't embarrass me, i totally get yeah. it i will not embarrass you i don't know what i'm doing right now. <laughs> This beer program is crazy looking down here. Oh, yeah. my God. Well, we're excited because there's a lot going on. You know, besides that, there's also a membership program that I want to touch on quickly because yeah. we don't have a lot of time. But I do want to say there's something that when you guys built the, the second travail, there was a huge Kickstarter. It was wildly successful. Right. You raised a, just a ton of cash. But this time you're doing it a little differently. And I kind of appreciate the way you're keeping it in-house. And that's why and I brought Megan here, too, because Megan, Megan's actually one of our... Um, She's like the the person that you don't really see. She's behind oh, the scenes, I know. Mm-hmm. but she is like the uh, you know she constructs these things with us. Hello. Yeah, she's, she's in the <laughs> hi hi. We're like singing a duet right now on this uh, <laughs> on this uh, microphone. But really, um, she's one of those people that uh, really drives drives the force of like what we do when it when it comes to changing who we are. And um, what we've done is you know we've kind of figured out a way to uh, capture what we captured in, at Kickstarter, right? Mm-hmm. But um, the thing about Kickstarter is that it, when we did it, it, just like anything else, it was like something that we were just kind of experimenting with to see if it was something that would be, something that would connect with people. Right. Right. And we realized that it did connect with people, but the one thing that we didn't like about it, it, was, it wasn't connected in the way, it was still not connected in the way that we liked, you know? Like right. It was like, how can we actually bring people in? Even though it did bring people in, like the membership is what we think is like the, the actual true you know, route to actually yeah. to connect people to our brand and to give them all the different choices that we're going to have in the future here. So, um, uh, and, and really it's kind of cool. We, we looking at the growth of like what Travail is when it started, it was like a pub, right? Yep. And then it went into like this kind of tasting menu thing. And then it was like mostly tasting menus. Yeah. And then it closed and then we opened a place called pig at my pizza where right. we did a bunch of pop-ups and that's actually where we met Megan. But you remember where we met? <laughs> the first pop-up. Wow. <laughs> and where was that? In a storefront in Minneapolis, and <laughs> it was like Willy Wonka style food art immersive experience. And then I said, "I'm going to work for you," and I wouldn't leave him. <laughs> oh my god, she was that. like, "I'm not leaving." She's like, I'm exactly. "You have, you can pay me; it'd be great." But like, you know, I'm not, I'm leaving. not leaving. Right. And then the next, and then she was a big influence in the next pop up, which was at uh, a Frank Lloyd Wright house out in South Minneapolis. Yeah. Which is like, whenever you walk into Frank Lloyd Wright house, you're like. Oh my God, this is insane! Right. right, but it was like a like a woods dinner, and she totally set the whole thing up for us. It was awesome. She's amazing, and she's the way that I get to you sometimes. So that's what <laughs> yeah. I love about her. But these <laughs> memberships, I want to highlight the, the fact that you can dial in, you can become a Trevelyan, and it's for different levels. You have different prizes. You have or prizes. There are prizes. It's like perks. <laughs> it's like perks and prizes, which is kind of the whole Kickstarter model. But I do love the fact that it ties you right to the person instead of going through Kickstarter. I think it's smart. Yeah, Trevelyan's are our heart. We have three different levels. We're hoping that people can find something they're excited about. Um, from having a rib anytime you walk into Kale's Barbecue Joint, to a free beer anytime you come to Pig, to we just uh, 
put out there there's going to be an OG Trevelyan dinner. So we're going to invite oh, the nice. first 50 people who jump on the Trevelyan Prime to come back to Old Travail. We're going to see how many chefs we can get. So yep. you can check a lot of this stuff out on our website. Okay, we're going to put that all on the website for you. We're going to put it on the Weekly Dish show page, and uh, we're going to dial it up. We're going to have you guys back when because there's just too much to talk about. Know, so right. we've got so much going on. But when when uh, when barbecue opens, we're going to get ready. When are we? When can it open? We're thinking end of August. End of August. <laughs> yes, Kayla. He looked panicked. He looked panicked. End of August. All right, there it is. <laughs> we'll see you guys. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. We are here in hour two. That was really fun to spend time with the Travail folks. That was. They're they're a gas, and I love their energy, and I love, just a quick note, that I think that we often take for granted that they're here, because they are literally doing food and, and, and innovating and doing things and evolving and growing into something that is, how many burger joints can we open in town? Travail is something completely different. And I will tell you, like, I didn't say a whole lot because I kind of geek out on them. <laughs> I find. Did you fangirl? Were you fangirling yes, over there? And I was just, I find the way that they, uh, Mike Brown in particular, yeah. the way that he approaches food, like I think that guy is brilliant. I think what he's doing in finding other people that have that same passion that's different than his, but can fall underneath his brand yeah. and rising that, raising those people up to be brilliant in their categories of what they're in. Well, and it's, and it's also like Kale here who has been with him forever and it's not just him, it's James and Bob. And it's one of the, I mean, the best collectives that you've ever seen that has worked so well together. And when you go into their space and you eat there, you get the sense of that. Like mm-hmm. the show is all of them. Mm-hmm. And I just, I mean, if you look at a company, they tell you to like put people in the places that they can succeed. Oh, is it yeah. your daughter? Da- oh, is my daughter's on hold? No, this is my husband. <laughs> oh, that's even better. Uh, how on earth? I have been off the show for two weeks and he doesn't like go. that. He wants you back. Nope. Um, anyway, I just think that they're pretty amazing. So, um, Ice cream. Ice cream. Can we change gears for a second? Yes. You, you have our Facebook question about what are your favorite ice creams? What are your favorite flavors? And I'm telling you right now, I'm one thing quickly, I'm so surprised by how much coffee is on there. Coffee flavored ice cream. Oh, I love coffee ice cream. I do too, cream. but I just always feel like nobody else likes it. And it's, boy, does it make in a show up. Do you know what you're, if you are having people over and you haven't planned ahead and you need dessert, here's a great dessert. A scoop of coffee ice cream, some toffee bits like Heath Bar or whatever crunched up. Yeah. And Kahlua. Yeah. It is the most amazing I'm, I'm, I mean dessert. I mean that 100%. <laughs> and so if you're in a pinch, that is a great thing to serve. We always have that on hand just in case. Uh, I just want you to know someone did put, uh, Bill put in there, beef and cheddar was his favorite flavor. So Okay, that is so gross. Has anyone he's, had beef Bill and cheddar is a little ice bit cream? Of a, he's a pot stirrer. He's just, he's just doing that for fun. <laughs> there is a list that we posted on our Weekly Dish Facebook page about all of the cool, fun uh, ice cream spots in the Twin Cities. And I wanted to talk with you about it because... I, 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 everywhere you look on Instagram, everyone is like posting ice cream pictures I know. and it's a little nauseating. <laughs> it's a little much for me. Cause it's like, I don't know. Let's it. have a soft and cone and pour 62 things on it and then take a picture. Can I tell you that I don't understand the, the trend of jamming a, f- uh, a float or a shake with so much stuff on top that there's no chance you're getting at any, like you're not eating that. That's not. You have to disassemble that before you get any flavor. It is flavors. stunt food, it's and stunt you can food. if you're into that, right? And it does taste right. good. Minnesota Nice 
is well, open I, in I like, Northeast. Yeah. I and, like the actual, just the ice cream. And it tastes good, yeah. but it takes a lot to get there. They've got soft serve cones with berries, candy, popcorn. Everything has edible glitter on it. It's very Instagrammable. Well, you know, um, the new waffle bar is open too. The, where is that? It's I over across from it. World Street Kitchen, kind yes. of over in that little, it used to be the I Am Coffee Shop. So it's the Bubble Waffles. Do you remember talking about bubble waffles? Yes. Okay. And I just passed that yesterday and thought, huh, there it is. Yeah. Bubble waffles with all the stuff jammed in them. Um, also, Milk Jam Creamery. We should talk about them because yep. they do great ice cream right. uh, in a cup or a cone. They do something I think is kind of cool. They have an adult float. Yes. So you get your favorite flavor and then they put champagne or beer on it. And booze. <laughs> <laughs> so there's nothing wrong with nothing that. Nothing wrong with that. There's booze in there. Can I call out to... I just think these people are worth a mention. Do you remember in the day, the only like gourmet ice cream place we had was who? A Sebastian Joe's. That's right. They started this. I feel like they are the stewards of this ice cream movement. Their raspberry chip. Have you, do you remember having that for the first time? Yes. And, and Oreo, just, that Oreo, that Oreo ice cream from Sebastian Joe's. Is the standard. Yes. The bar. Yes. The yardstick by which all Oreo ice cream should be measured. I completely 100% agree. Yeah. I used to bring that to parties as like, I'm not going to bring you a bottle of wine. I'm going to bring you a pint of Oreo ice cream. Okay. That is a really good hostess gift. I know. Way to go. Because then you can eat that tonight when we're all gone. Um, Nelson's is not my favorite ice cream, but they load it so high. I don't even know Nelson's. I, I, Nelson's not part of my Let me history. just give you this visual. A cone mm-hmm. with a pint of ice cream on the top. That's how big the cone is. It's a value place. Oh. Like you're getting a really good value. Okay. It's a place to take your kids because they can have like three flavors in this gigantic cone that your whole family can eat. Mm-hmm. Um, it is actually Russell and Dusta Klein from Meritage. I've seen them standing in line oh, at Nelson's more than once. Okay. No. Oh, I thought you were saying they love to theirs. go there. Yeah. Because it's just this like very iconic summer experience. Yeah. So that's Nelson's it's in St. Paul? Stillwater and on Grand Avenue. Okay, because yeah, it's not in my wheelhouse, but you know, that's uh, great. How about um, the Crunch Cone at the County Cone? Again, not necessarily in my spot. But you have a spot, though, that's near you. Is it the Dariette? No, that's in St. Paul, too, dude. Okay, what is the one that's the by you? The Peppermint Twist yes, is out twist. by me. Yeah, the it's soft way, serve twist. That's just, and that's just a, but I'm a Licks Unlimited girl. Like that's in Excelsior, that's my ice cream shop. And that's where we go, um, you know, Every time because you, it's, you know, it's, it's looks unlimited and it's got all like, it's got that M- Madison, Wisconsin, the ice cream shop, ice cream. Yep. So you can find that in a couple different ice cream places. Doesn't cold front in St. Paul carry that ice cream? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, and there's a bunch of places out West that do too. It's that there's a logo of a cow in a pink circle that you often see. Let me ask you a question. Yes. How do you feel about uh, the Thai rolled ice cream? Trend? I was just going to ask you oh, that question. Okay. So Soda Hot and Cold is my place. It's over off of Dale and University. It's ice cream, which is on a cold plate, poured out yeah. like a cream. And then they put mix-ins and they chop, 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 spread it out again. And then take like a paint peeler and yeah. scoop it off of the griddle into a roll. Set that vertically into your cup. It's all show. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> like, know. I don't think it tastes any better than ice cream. It's the or... same thing as as Cold Stone. It's just yeah. rolled. 
And it's cool. Like, I like to go and watch them. Yeah. And it's fun to take kids there or to go as a family. At the State Fair last year was the first time we saw it happen, and it was interesting and great and fun, but I don't know. I'm not going to, like, wait in, like, a line of 30 people deep to get it. Super not going to do that. There's also Wonders. So Soda Hot and Cold is one. Wonders is one. There's also a place called Lulu's that does it. Um, Can I ask you a question about Dairy Queen? Do you eat Dairy Queen? Do you like Dairy Queen? Yes. Um, I'm a little sad because my queen on Snelling Avenue has closed Yeah, and my husband is discovering that he can't eat Dairy Queen anymore because it makes his stomach hurt. So oh. we haven't gone as much, but I do still eat it. I love a crunch cone. Yeah. And some of the places don't carry the crunch anymore. Oh, because it's got peanut. Oh yeah. I love a dilly bar. A cherry dilly, dilly bar, bar dilly, is really dilly. Yummy. Yeah. Or, oh, I forgot, and I have not had one of these yet. A Buster Bar. Oh, the Buster Bar is what my mom used to bring the us. The Spanish peanuts. Yeah, I love the Buster the caramel. Bar. I used to eat the peanut Buster Parfaits all the time. My thing about uh, uh, DQ right now is that what I love is that they have come out with the mini blizzards. I want that so bad. It's like the baby kid size, but it's it literally, because I can't eat a no, whole blizzard no. and feel at all good. No. So if I... so. Jake and I am running through the new Blizzard menu. I got a Twix one. And this if I just get a mini. that I know this. It's like How, a buck, 15 or something like is that. Is it too. like a half a cup? It's like, yeah. Maybe even, maybe even, yeah. That is amazing. It's because perfect. I never order those because I can't drink at all and I feel gross. Yeah. But the pumpkin pie one, oh, like uh, if I could get, I, I, they only have them seasonally. Have you ever had a pumpkin pie Blizzard? I don't think I have because I don't oh, do Stephanie. a lot of pumpkin stuff. But it's really good. But I wouldn't mind it. I would totally try it. No, I just had the Twix one, and that's a new flavor for them, and I thought that was great. It tasted like Milk Duds, actually. I love Twix. I know, right? I, like, <laughs> when we start talking about Japanese Kit Kats, like, I if know. you could take that into the level of Twix. That would be your jam. And we could start enrobing why aren't Twix they? with different things. Like, well, you Kit Kat is just Japanese jamming, that's why. You could have, like, a Twix with um, Oreo cookie on top of the caramel and then enrobe it, so yeah. you'd have more of the crunchy you could have like Rice Krispies in there. You could have a peanut butter layer. Yeah. Like I could just keep going. I you could it. have white chocolate and then like a strawberry jam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, look at that business. All right. We're just going to engineer their line extensions for them. We are. We That's are. That's how we do. I think it's time to take a break. It is. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. A couple thanks to our sponsors, Red Cow and Red Rabbit. We really appreciate their partnership with Weekly Dish. It allows us to be on the air every week. So when you go in there, tell them you appreciate that they support the Stephanie's and Weekly Dish. They like to hear it. It's a family-owned restaurant, so you can say hi to Luke and Tracy and their kids. Um, so that's fun. And speaking of kids, as we get to the moral of the story of the show, <laughs> Megan has been hanging on. Megan called oh. in daughter Megan, Stephanie March's daughter, to talk. I think about her. Are you going to tell about my love. popcorn? Yeah, that's what I was calling for. <laughs> what do you think? What do you want to like say? Well, I think it's the best, but it's even better the next day when it's stale. This is true. That is a good point. You need yep. like a, that's the difference maybe too of air pop when it goes stale, it is just cardboard, Gross. but oil yeah. pop when it goes stale has stuff, has guts. It's like chewy. Yeah. But oh. good chewy. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to totally try this and post a video. Ta- Megan, what is that Nordic wear bowl that you were talking about? Yeah, I do mine in the microwave, just like a dry pop, but it's this Nordic wear bowl that, I mean, you can use oil in it as well, but you just put like a third cup of kernels in it and stick it in the microwave and it pops it perfectly every time. But it pops every single kernel. You don't have a bunch of the unused ones as you usually do with like a microwave bag. So is this a special Nordic wear bowl designed for this? 
Yeah, designed for popping popcorn. Okay, I am going to investigate this, Megan. You mm-hmm. are brilliant. Thank you for calling in. <laughs> yes. I awesome. do love popcorn. See you later. What I haven't told you is I have diverticulitis and you're not supposed to eat popcorn. Oh, what? <laughs> but I eat it all the time. Wait, I did not know that. And if my husband sees me eating it, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh. I'm just eating popcorn. Don't worry. Oh. I don't get it all the time, but sometimes it can irritate my stomach. Yeah. Okay. I still eat it. Yeah, right? Well, <laughs> the pain I mean, you got to do it. what you got to do, right? <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, we did have a caller call in, too, that wanted to know where to buy Duke's mayonnaise. I do not know of this Duke's mayonnaise. This is apparently a southern mayonnaise that people like to make potato salad with. Yeah. I hate to direct anyone to Amazon, but I don't know of anyone that cares, carries it locally. If it was going to be someone, it would be either Cooks of Crocus Hill or Kitchen Window, but they don't have like Golden Fig might have it, actually. Products. Uh, call Lori at Golden Fig. Yeah, I would call Lori. She might have it. Otherwise, buy it online. Um, yeah, it says actually there's like a whole, if you Google Duke's Mayo, it says there's a little tab that says where to buy. Um, and I mean, if you kind of looked around, it looks like it's at, wow, it's at Walmart. Okay. It's all around Walmart. That's where I see it all. There you go. Okay, Duke's, Duke's mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. There it is. Stephanie, what's the moral of the story of your show learnings today? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Let me think about that for a second. Maybe I'm, do you have one? Well, I, I will tell you that the moral of the story for me is actually that more people like better flavors than vanilla than I thought. I expected vanilla to rage on that list. And on that our Facebook, me- what's your favorite ice cream flavor list? But you got it. We're talking to weekly dishers. These are sophisticated eaters. They it, have a good palate. I understand that too, and I'm and I'm super psyched about that. I'm just saying that nationally, over like it has been vanilla has been the number one flavor, and I just it was. And I will tell you this, and then Megan knows because she was listening. But in my family, everybody would choose vanilla first, and I was always like, so that's what I grew up with. Going, let's get this, let's try this, and yeah, that is so strange. I know, I know. I, know. Although, I don't think though now. I think there's so much more sea salt caramel, and there's so many other yeah. flavors than just like peppermint bonbon and Rocky Road and. Well, and Ashley Olds, that sweet science ice cream, she is over at Como Park at the Pavilion, and then she's also going to be opening in Spring Keg and Cafe. Case. And yep. she's at lots of the um, farmer or yeah. co-ops. Mm-hmm. She has like 12 different vanilla flavors. Oh, I know. So if you're like going to gonna dive into the vanilla profiles, make sure you visit her because she's really like engineered yes. a lot of different flavors based on just vanilla. Yeah, totally gets it. So what's okay. going on this weekend? We got Pride, obviously, like we said, um, is happening this weekend. Uh, shout out to my, since we're talking about family, shout out to my gay son, Joey, who's probably hate watching Pioneer Woman right now instead of listening to us. Uh, let's shout out to my gay daughter, Ellie. Exactly. How is this possible that the two Stephanies ended up with two gay children? What's Ellie doing we this weekend? She's working. Oh. But, um, you know, if if you, you know, whether you're gay or not gay, I will just say that one of the messages about pride that really speaks to me is just the idea of inclusiveness and trying to open your heart to accept people for who they are. That's people. That's gay people. That's immigrants. That's anybody that if you can just open your heart and just try to understand them at all, maybe it comes through sitting down and breaking bread Um, there's so much intolerance and hate in the world and everyone is so in their camp and so right about everything. And just angry, unfortunately. Let's just turn it from anger to love. And what would that look like? Like if you just, I had a, if you just opened your heart and just decided it wasn't about you and everyone's not against you, 
And really, everybody just is looking for the same things. Peace, love, harmony for their families. Maybe we could just be better. Yeah. Just a little better. I like that. I like um, that. That's, I'm about to cry. I don't okay. know why. But so then that's... let's talk about the Uptown Food Truck Fest. <laughs> <laughs> don't know why I got all weirdly emotional got, there, ooh. but you know. Okay, breathe in and out. Oh, I need some all lavender right. oil. So uh, Hennepin, the Uptown Food Truck Fest is happening on Sunday, tomorrow. Although it's supposed to rain. I'm a little worried about tomorrow and the rain and the festivals. But they're going to be at Lake and Hennepin. They've ex- if you've gone to the Uptown Food Truck Fest and it's been a bummer because of lines and crowding and everything else, they've tried to address that and they've expanded it and offered offered more space in between Great. things so that should be good back to the 50s is at the state fairgrounds if you love classic cars it's super fun oh my god back to the really 50s fun. i used to go with my ex-husband and like you know our in-laws and all the rest and i just i i it's one of those weird things that there's something about looking at people's hot rods and everything else that's great. One of my favorite things is a Sunday from up north and all of the classic cars driving out. Yes! Like, it was like we got a car show just driving. And honestly, over here, there has been just coming to to work today, there was a ton. Yeah. So. Remember they used to go to Porky's on University? Yes. Remember those onion R. rings? R.I.P. Porky's. Oh, God. All right, gang. Well, hopefully you guys are getting out there and having a great weekend. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao.